We know that building and running a company is hard work and that its success requires great leadership. Because we believe people can achieve incredible things, we want to shine a light on those people who are improving their organizations. Join us as Core Talent's Laura King invites presidents, CEOs, and executives to share their stories on how they have transformed their business and implemented unique strategies to ensure its success. Welcome to Core Talent Connects. Here's your host, Laura King. Welcome to Core Talent Connects. Today we are here with Tracy Call. Tracy is the founder of Media Bridge, an entrepreneurial agency founded on a revolution. She learned how media buying and negotiating worked on the sell side and over time saw a dramatic shift away from the client-focused attitude and culture. And then she had her Jerry Maguire moment, hanging her own shingle and vowing to do media in a more effective, efficient, ethical way. Tracy has built one of the most successful media and advertising agencies in Minnesota, billing over $100 million in media to date and growing significantly year after year. Tracy was a Business Journal Women in Business Award winner in 2016. Media Bridge has made the Business Journal's Fast 50 and Inc. 5,000 fastest growing private companies five years since 2014. I am so privileged to be with Tracy today. Hey, Tracy, welcome to the show. Hey there. Thanks for having me. So I just want to give a, 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 um, a props to, um, to Tracy because um, she's got you know, quite a bit going on in her house right now. Um, I'm camped out. Actually, we're both camped out in our, in our closets right now for the, the best sound quality. Um, just to timestamp this, we are coming at you on May. 13th. So, uh, you know, Tracy, I want to hear um, the story of how this all came to be. And then we're going to dive into really leading through through change right now. Yeah. Uh, well, first, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's fun to be in the closet together. I haven't been in the closet for a long time. So this is a uh, <laughs> this is, this is, uh, new experience for me here. But um, yeah, I think... Uh, my story, man, I, I have I have two stories that were really the impetus of Media Bridge. Um, you know, the first story was I was, uh, as you said in the introduction, I was on the sell side, and um, I worked for what's now known as iHeart Media. Um, at the time, back in the late '90s, was Chancellor Media, and then it was. Um, got sold to another company, and then it was Clear Channel, and then it suddenly became iHeart, and it was this big, giant corporation. And um, it just became way too big for me. Really, there's two stories that um, I always say were the impetus of Media Bridge. Uh, the first story was when I was at iHeartMedia. I um, had been working with a client for 
several years. It was a legacy client of mine. It was a legacy client of the station. Um, iHeart, you know, is this big multi-station company. Um, and, and it was, it was annual season. It was a nightclub. It was annual season. They were booking their annual, one of the largest clients of, of iHeart. They paid cash in advance. And I walked into my manager's office and he told me that I had to raise the rate by $5 for this client that was a legacy client who paid cash in advance. And it was just like not the right thing to do. It was so wrong. And it really struck me. And I knew that that moment was coming uh, for several years. I had been preparing for this aha moment of I gotta, I gotta leave because iHeart is this huge company, is a big company. Um, when I first started, it was a much smaller company, owned locally owned and operated, just a couple of stations. And then it grew through different ownerships, eventually Clear Channel, and then it was iHeart. Then it was it was it became so big. Um, and I always say like it was too big for me, but then I also outgrew it at the same time. So <clears throat> I had this moment with this manager who was insisting for absolutely no reason to raise a rate by $5, which doesn't seem like a lot. The client probably would have said yes. It maybe wouldn't have even noticed, but I knew, I knew, I knew that that was wrong. And that was a very pivotal moment for me that I needed to get out of there. Um, and so I did end up leaving. Um, because of that, I partnered with another woman. We founded and uh, started an agency together. And then I eventually went out on my own when we split personally and professionally. Um, and started Media Bridge in 2010. And so that was the second pivotal moment is when I started my own agency in 2010. I have this story, it's my mattress story. Um, it's 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 the story that I, I always wonder, like, should I keep telling the story? But um, I think your audience is probably new to me, so I'll tell it because it's a big one. Um, so I was single parenting. Uh, living, you know, in in a house that I couldn't afford, just separated, and my son Lincoln was transitioning from a crib to a big boy bed, and I needed to get him a mattress, but I had no money. Like literally, I had no money. Um, I was barely making it, and so I went online and I found this really inexpensive mattress for like fifty dollars, delivered to the house, box spring mattress, the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, great. Awesome. I don't have to go get it. I'm by myself. I'm single mom. Like I, I don't have a partner to help me get a mattress into the car. So yeah, I'm going to have this delivered. So it gets delivered and I can't even get it through the door. It's so heavy and it's a rock. It's just, it's as if he were to be sleeping on the floor. Right. And that was my aha moment my aha moment was I have got to get to work and figure out how to make this agency happen and work so I can provide for my son. You know, he can't sleep on this mat. I cannot be in this position. Right. And so that was really the start of, I think that was looking back at the moment of when I really buckled down and really got to work on a whole nother level. And Stop feeling sorry for myself because starting a business is really hard, really hard. Um, and just like, just got to work. And so like, those would be my two big, you know, pivotal moments in how the company started. 
So you, you had you had the moment of, okay, I know it's time to leave. Like this environment is not the right environment for me and it doesn't um, correspond with my values, right? Right. And then the second one is is really more of your your why, you know, and 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 this is this is, you know, cuts through the uh, I think for for many people, uh, sort of entrepreneurship has has been like this really sexy thing. It really it's cool to be an entrepreneur. But what I know to be true in in speaking with so many leaders that have, you know, quote unquote made it, it is not for the faint of heart, right? And and you, I'm sure you're going to tell us, you know, some of the, the, you know, to give a real solid glimpse into, you know, how the, the resilience and the strength of character is needed to build something beyond yourself. Yeah. And I don't even think you know what you're made of until you're forced into situations like that. Um, I think you, you can go to school to for a business degree and have all of the financial knowledge and how to build a business books, you know, you know, read and on the shelf. But once you get in it, you just, you, you don't really know even what, what you're facing and every day is different and every day is a new challenge. And, and you, you mentioned my core values and, and that they didn't align with, um, I heart or the, the corporate world anymore. And I think the biggest thing is I didn't even know what my core values were back then. I just knew it wasn't right. And so I do think that really defining your core values and who you are and what you want to be and what your why is, it is such an important step in the process that a lot of business owners skip over because it seems like fluff. But uh, once you do nail those things down, once you do nail down what is your mission, what is your vision, what is your why, what are your core values, um, it does make decision-making much easier and helps you along that process because you're alone um, you're, you know, you're alone, you're solo on an island as a, as an entrepreneur for many, many, many years. And so if you don't have those things, <laughs> it's, it's much harder. Like those things are almost like your business partner and they're your light and the, it helps guide you. And I do wish that I would have identified those things sooner. Um, but you know, and that would be the one thing like looking back, I would, I would, I would recommend um, entrepreneurs to really try to start identifying those things and also let those evolve over time too, because as your business changes, your core values will change and your mission will change and your vision will change and your why will probably change. Oh, that's so good, Tracy. Allow that, allow that to change. So, and I, and I also know that you're a company that runs on EOS. When did you implement that in your business? About four years ago. And, um, that was, definitely a milestone in the business. So I come from corporate and I thought that I was doing myself and my team a favor by not having a corporate structure or an operate an operating system. Um, part of you know how I would attract some top talent was that I was literally the antithesis of where they were coming from, right? It was flexible hours, work when you want, vacation as much as you want. We don't have any meetings, do your thing. And I hired people with an entrepreneurial mindset, you know, based on that business model. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And, and it worked for, 
for a, for a long time, for years, it worked. But then we started to grow and we started to get bigger and we started to face bigger problems. We, we, our revenue was growing. We needed more people. We needed more departments. And it became very clear that I needed some sort of structure um, so I could keep my finger on the pulse. Um, I was starting to feel out of control within my own business and had made some pretty bad decisions um, because I didn't, I didn't have a really good understanding of what was happening in my own business. Um, and that's where the core values came. And that's where the, our mission vision came. And that's where our why came as a company. Um, and, and it really is a game changer. And I think I read something about you... Was it an article in Forbes somewhere? You have, you have to rem, remind me, but you left the business. You stress test your own business by leaving for what was it, a month to go on vacation? Yes. Yeah. 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 So I, I decided to stress, I wanted to stress test the business. I wanted to see if it could operate without me. Um, and I, I had I had a couple of different ideas on how to do it. I was either going to just send an email to the team and say, this is a test. I just died for 30 days. Go. Right? I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I might though. I might do that sometime. I might. Um, but I prepared the company and I prepared my clients and there was a whole setup to it. Um, the biggest wrench was that my now integrator... Uh, Tony D'Andrea, who's my VP of marketing, uh, got pregnant and was on maternity leave at the same time that I already already planned the stress test. And so that was the surprise. Okay. And so the team had to figure out how to function without the visionary and the integrator for 30 days. And, um, you know, I, I couldn't be more proud of the team. And we had our most profitable month that month while I was gone. We've since had more profitable months, but um, we made a big hire. Uh, they made a big fire. I know it was day one of my leave. We had a large client um, cross the boundaries on core values. Mm-hmm. And the team had to make a hard decision to fire that client. And they did it without me, which is great because I would usually be the one to make that decision. So um, it was really cool to see how people stepped up as leaders. It was really a good opportunity for them to gain confidence in themselves to make decisions without me. Um, And like the biggest lesson for for me um, on this stress test was it saved my marriage and my family, Uh. I think. And I didn't even know that it needed saving, Um, you know as an entrepreneur, you're just in the grind so much day to day and you kind of get lost in your work. Um, and I didn't realize how checked out of my family and marriage I was until I was fully checked in. Um, and so that was the biggest change for me was letting go of the vine at the company and then like grabbing on, you know, at home. Mm-hmm. So I want to I want to pivot uh, a little bit, Tracy, and I just want um, our listeners to really just get a, a quick education on really why Media Bridge is so kind of groundbreaking and different. You know, you go to your website, and by the way, I love the the bulldog more bang for your media buck. And you know, there's things on there like no agencies fees, no contracts, no hourly fees. You know, why is this so groundbreaking in your industry? 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of agencies survive on a fee-based model or an hourly model. I think there's a lot of unpredictability with, with especially with what we do, which is media buys and placements. You know, people turn on and off marketing so fast. And so it's difficult for agencies to be able to have sustained growth or understand what their P&Ls are going to look like month to month when there's it's so fluid. Um, but when I first started the business, it was just me out of my house. I needed to come up with a business model that was unique, that would make clients that I had worked with um, on the other side, agree to come with me without any questions, like total no-brainer. And so I founded MediaBridge on this no-fee model because all agencies get paid a commission back from the media companies. We all get paid 15%. All of us. Every single one. Doesn't matter whether or not you charge an hourly fee or an agency fee. If you place media on a client's or a company's behalf as an agency and you are set up as an agency, that, that company will pay you a 15% kickback. Um, and so when I first started the company, that was enough. Like I did the calculations, um, and it was a good enough living to, for, for that time. Um, that model hasn't changed and we've managed to figure out a way to grow and scale as a company, um, you know, still using that model. And, Mm -hmm. and yeah, and so it's really unique and it's very different. And at times it's lost us business because it almost seems too good to be true. Um, which, which has been very difficult for me because I just, I can't imagine pivoting my business model that I think is really doing the right thing for the client in order to win business. Um, but it's, I don't know, like, it's like you buy a Mercedes for a hundred bucks. You're questioning that, right? You're like, why is it a hundred dollars? Um, so that's a problem of ours right now. Uh, but it's also an opportunity, and especially during this time, I mean, depending on when you're listening, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. Uh, people's marketing dollars have to go further than ever before. And so a lot of agencies um, are losing business because clients can't afford to pay the fees plus their working dollars. And 100% of our clients, you know, budgets go into their working dollars. And so right. we've been picking up, biz- picking up business. Um, I think because of our model. And how has business, I guess, the, how have the last, you know, eight weeks been for you? Pretty good, comparatively speaking. Um, we've lost very little revenue. We've had to pivot and change the way we do business and how we do business. And if we were an agency billing on hours, man, we'd be doing amazing right now. Um, but we're not. And so, and so our goal is, and what I communicated to the team is that any business that we can pivot and change and completely redo their buy to make it a win for them um, and help, help our clients keep their doors open is like new business, consider it new business. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how we've been approaching this with our clients. Um, I think four weeks ago, we were down about 5% in revenue, which is very little compared to other agencies in the market. I've talked to a lot of um, agency presidents and CEOs and, and there's a lot of struggle right now. We haven't had to lay off or furlough anybody. In fact, we made a hire a couple weeks ago, an intern who totally and completely proved himself and deserved the hire. And 
uh, we're not in a position to hire right now either, but it would have been the wrong thing not to extend the offer because he did everything and more that we asked him to do even through this pandemic. Um, and so we just made it happen. So I feel really good about that. Um, and we've been picking up new business. We just landed a lineup. Um, oh, Tracy, that's wonderful. You know, and so it's really fun. It's really cool. And the team's coming together in a whole nother way. And and I want to also let our listeners know that uh, Media Bridge is the uh, the brainchild uh, behind Chris Lindahl here in the Twin Cities. That's right. That's right. Were you the one that helped come up with the the slogan, Tracy, or do you ha- do you have any any fun facts around that? The arms out, the arms yeah. out pose. Yes. So we we were trying to figure out and brainstorm a way to make Chris stand out um, in a whole nother way against the you know typical realtor billboard with the face and the slogan next to it or the bus bus stands you know um and i was trying to think of iconic poses of you know minnesotans or our past or our history and i was working out one day and i thought of the well it was originally michael jordan i think but like kevin garnett did that arms out pose um, and that was super popular back, I don't know when he played in the like, early 2000s. Um, and so I brought it to Chris and he loved it. And, you know, so it's, a, it's the power pose. It's a virtual hug. It's, you know, it's, it means so many things. And if you really know Chris Lindahl, um, you'd understand why that pose is so appropriate. Because when you walk into a room and he is there, he is arms out. He's like the most welcoming, welcoming, generous, positive, kind human I have ever met. And he does, he gives you the biggest hug. And, you know, I, there's just like, there's so much more behind that billboard and that pose than I think what regular consumers think, which is egotistical. And you look at me, it's, it's not at all about that. It's not at all. Nope. And I, and I know that to be true as well. So thanks for sharing. And, you know, you, you know, you, you talk about, um, you know, some of the things that are happening in your industry and I love that you're able to hire your intern. That is just wonderful to be able to give that gift during, you know, this time. Um, but you, know, you shared something, uh, you know, as we were, were talking earlier and I wanted, wanted to really talk through as a leader, how you are inspiring your employees, your clients, your partners in, in terms of this whole, like adapting to change, right? Because, uh, adapting our businesses will have a direct impact on not only how we obviously survive, but, you know, inspire others to, to thrive. So, uh, can you talk to me a little bit more about just what have been, whether it's strategic or tactical, what have been some of the things that you've done? During times like this, and I hate that phrase, but like really it is fitting for this, um, this conversation. I think people, I think who you were before shines brighter during a time like this or a difficult time than ever before, right? And so I'll just give you an example, then I'll come back and answer your question. So uh, a client of ours is Choice Bank. Their slogan is people first. I am a customer of Choice Bank. They're also my client. I can tell you that um, I chose Choice Bank uh, five, six, eight years ago, whenever it was, because they were absolutely all about me. I had a person that I could call. It really is people first. I, I could text my banker on the weekend. He would respond. 
I needed a line of credit to build out my new office. I had it within days. Um, you know, like they are just, they are the a people first bank. Um, and so as we're pivoting their message right now, we're talking about their people first motto and how that is shining brighter now than ever before who they were before this, this pandemic, um, is still who they are now. It's just on blast. Right. I mean, they, they, uh, were just in the wall street journal and on CNN for being one of the most effective and efficient banks across the country for helping small businesses get the PPP loans. Uh Um, and so I would say that's true for media bridge too. who we were media, you know, media, the way it should be, uh, is still who we are today. And I think that's just shining brighter and we're not doing anything different. We're just doing that. Um, and we're not being knee jerk. We're just, we're sticking to our core values. We're just doing media the way it should be. The media, the way it should be today is different than the way it was six months ago. Right. Right. And so I think it's just staying the course is so important and not trying to overcorrect. You know, when you're driving a car and you see a deer, like don't overcorrect, stay the course, right? Because if you overcorrect, it could be a disaster for everybody. Um, and so I think that's like the biggest thing that we're doing. So it's not, we're not doing a lot. We're, we're just staying, we're really staying the course and staying true to who we are. And producing change is, is more about leadership than it is about management, right? And so I think we're also, as a collective more people are learning the difference between the two because leadership is, you know, the establishing direction and the motivating and developing people and being there versus the management aspect, which is the planning, the budgeting, the organizing, the problem solving. And, you know, as, you know, core talent also in the people business, it's really eye opening for certain people right now to say, gosh, you know, my company really cares about me. You know, and I know that, you know, it's like the human in me first. Um, and, and so I think this is, this is, you know, overall more of a, a collective, um, you know, rise of consciousness of, of so many people. And um, I'd love to, to have you, um, you know, reflect on if there's, you know, there's uh, another story that you can share to, um, before we, we move into our, our lightning round, Tracy, that um, you think is just a really um, a valuable lesson for whether it be a business owner or someone who um, is maybe you know thinking about making a making a move or a change. You know what what would what advice would you offer up? Um, I, I think the biggest advice is to trust your gut. Um, I I always when 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 I'm asked you know what is the biggest lesson you've learned or what advice would you give to others? <laughs> it's it's always it always goes back to trusting your gut because. I really think that uh, your instincts are one of the most val- valuable business tools that you have. And there's a lot of business owners that rely on data and analytics, but the algorithms that are within us are, I think, more insightful than anything else that you can learn through research or um, hearing what other leaders have done. Um, I just think that the trusting your gut for me, I can look back at so many 
times where I did trust my gut and it worked out and times where I didn't trust my gut and exactly what I thought would happen happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so that would be my advice because every company and business is different. And, and especially, you know, going through major change. um, I think it's hard to give advice and what worked for me might not work for somebody else. Right. Um, But trusting my gut has always led me in the right direction. And I would, I would gamble on me before I'd gamble before like, you know, trusting data or research or whatever, you know, somebody else says is, is the right path. Wonderful. What about, um, if someone's really just curious more about, you know, some of the things that you've shared today about media bridge, you know, some of your services, you know, what's the best way for anyone um, listening to find out more or connect with you? Yeah. Um, the website, obviously mediabridgeadvertising.com. Um, and then, uh, you know, we have, you know, we're on Facebook and LinkedIn and, um, every social media platform out there we're on and super active. So just look us up and, um, you know, if, if, uh, people want to get a hold of me, they can reach out to you <laughs> and you'll give them my cell phone number. I cannot believe that by the way, the, I mean, Tracy and I have built a, a friendship really pretty fast. And, um, I, whenever someone is now in my phone and we're on a texting basis, that <laughs> it, just warms, <laughs> it just warms my heart. So, Aww. Yeah, I think I texted you at 7.30 this morning. I'm like, is that too early? Nope, (laughs) not too early, especially when you have little kids in the house. That's right. So Tracy, uh, moving into our lightning round, just a couple facts uh, uh, about you. Um, First of all, what's a book that you've read or listened to in the last few years that you recommend most? 100% Lead, Lead With Heart by Tom Gartland changed my life, changed my world, changed me as a leader, became a core value. I should have been wearing the t-shirt today. Um, I have it all over t-shirts. Absolute game changer. We'll uh, we'll link to that in the show notes. Uh, What is your favorite app and why? Oh, my favorite app. Well, right now I'm listening to a lot of like Apple iTunes and the iHeart app for music. Um, I, I can really grind and get a lot of work done if I've got some music in my ears, especially now with work from home with three dogs barking, uh, my wife working in the other room and you know her, she's super loud. (laughs) And then my son who's homeschooling right next to me or on my lap or on my feet under my desk or wherever he decides is the most efficient place. So the music apps for me right now are, are really saving my life. Like get you in the zone, get me in the zone. What's a fun fact people would never guess about you? A fun fact. Or just an interesting fact. Yeah. An interesting fact. Uh, well, I'm, I'm super introverted. And whenever, whenever I tell people that they don't believe me, and I know a lot of people say they are, it's kind of like this cool new word. I'm an introvert. It's like being a millennial. Um, but I, I really am. Like truly, I'm an only child. I, my parents are very quiet people and, you know, being out in public situations and at large events and doing social things really is difficult for me. Um, so I am a true, I'm like a real introvert. Real introvert. Okay. Yeah. And 
the last one, I don't know, maybe it's changed over the last few weeks, but I wanted to know what your morning routine is. If you have one. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely has changed. It definitely has changed. You know, I, I don't really have a morning routine. I am not a routine rules, goal setter kind of person in general. I, I like to, you know, um, do things as they come and as my body feels. I mean, I, I like to work out in the morning. I don't always do it because um, my body doesn't want to. But um, I mean, I'd say the most consistent routine in the morning is coffee. For sure. Amen. Coffee. Coffee in the morning. <laughs> Amen to that. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's just a pleasure to hear from you and hear your story straight from the source. Um, you are um, an inspiration to many. So keep keep rocking at Media Bridge. We love you. Um, thank you. Love you too. Thanks for joining us on Core Talent Connects. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on your podcast app and share this episode with a friend or colleague. Hi, I'm Laura King from Core Talent. I'd like to invite you to visit coretalent.com to learn more about how Core Talent accelerates business growth through people. That's C-O-R-T-A-L-E-N-T.com. And if you're interested in having me speak on a panel or at your next event about the evolution of recruiting, modern workplace culture, retention, or employee engagement, please drop me a note at lking at coretalent.com or ping me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening.